Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we sit down with small cap executives after they put out important news to discuss what they really mean. With us today, for the first time ever, Steve Saviak, he's CEO of Valio Pharma, trades on the CSC under the stock symbol VPH, for our friends in the U.S. under VPHIF, and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under VP2. Now, for those of you new to the story, what exactly does Valio, does Valio do? And you know, I haven't been a big fan of small cap pharma in the past, not because they're not good companies, but small cap investors just didn't have that attention span to wait years to go through all sorts of phase one, phase two tests. That's not the case here because Valio is a commercial stage revenue generating Canadian pharma company right now. Uh, more than just lip service, last quarter for the quarter ending July 31st, $1.5 million in revenue. For the nine months ending July 31st, they did 5.26 million in revenue. They say that they're approaching EBITDA positive in the coming months. Pipeline of products, nine that are being currently marketed, seven additional that are in the pipeline. Uh, and essentially their business model, because they're licensing uh, technology, they're licensing farm products, proprietary drugs from other companies, no development or clinical risk. And I really like that as well, because that's a tough pill sometimes, pardon the pun, to swallow in the small cap world. And they've got it covered. Uh, Steve, welcome to the show. George, it's nice to be here. Nice to see you. Great to have you. More importantly, great to discuss this press release that you put out a couple of days ago. Valio Pharma announces health candidate approval for Redesca and Redesca HP. Now on its face, people really wouldn't know that that's a significant milestone of a press release. Before we get into the details, I've had some experience with, you know, with, with this space, uh, but you tell us what is it about Redesca? What is the product essentially? Well, as you uh, mentioned earlier uh, on, uh, we're an in-licensor. So what that effectively means is we acquire the rights for Canada to various pharmaceutical drugs uh, from either uh, U.S. companies European companies, Asian companies that will not establish themselves in Canada and make those drugs available. Rodesca is a, a drug that we've been working on, uh, believe it or not, for about four or five years. Uh, in terms of their initial negotiations, it's uh, the manufacturer is based in Asia. Uh, we were able to conclude those in early 2019, and ultimately that led to the approval by Health Canada um, last week which we're very excited about. And the reason for that being is, is it will be our biggest drug once it's launched from a revenue perspective. So this is one of the key game changers, key drivers in our growth over the next uh, 12 to 24 months will be the launch of Redesca. And to put as simply, what is Redesca? It's a it's an injectable. It, it comes in a in a syringe. The uh, the the product is the, delivered in a syringe, uh, and is used predominantly in the hospitals for uh, as a blood thinner. So it prevents blood clots. Um, as you know, uh, these can be very dangerous. Uh, sure. And this would be after any type of surgery, knee surgery, hip. Uh, cardiac surgery, different types of surgeries, whereby this is used for about you know, 10 to 14 days to ensure that there's no blood clots that can migrate to the lungs, which could prove fatal. I, I wish my brother had Redesca because over the summer, unfortunately, now he's he's okay now, but he had some minor surgery and he had a pulmonary pulmonary embolism. That's correct. That's Clearly whatever he was given didn't help prevent it after his basic surgery there. So that's why Redesca is so important. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a big market in Canada. It's a very stable market. Again, it's a hospital product predominantly. Uh, the overall market is about two hundred million dollars on an annual basis. 
we feel we can capture 15 to 20 percent of that market and therefore is why i'm i'm um, saying that this could be and probably will be our, our number one drug in a, in a year's time or so with gross or top line sales in the 30 or so million dollar range as an aside in covid 19 Redesca belongs to a class of drugs called low molecular weight heparin. So without getting into the detail of it, these drugs are administered routinely to patients that suffer COVID from COVID-19 in the hospital to prevent small blood clots. As you probably read, this seems to be a problem in the lungs and in the brain where these, these micro embolisms are being, uh, are being found. Is it right? kind of a new, uh, new kind of discovery. So it's pretty routine for, for all patients to be getting, uh, uh, a Redesca type product uh, to uh, to alleviate. Wow. So so while you're trying to get the rights and figuring that all out for Redesca over the last four or five years, as you said, for a very healthy market, right? The blood thinner market is a very healthy market. You also had this added bonus market and it's it's uh, it's too bad about the circumstance, but you get this bonus market where it also be needed for, for people suffering from COVID-19. That's a, that, that's, a, that's a pretty big bump. But let me ask you something, devil's advocate. 15 to 30% of a $200 million market. First of all, that number is great. At 15%, you talk about $30 million. But let's talk about competition. Uh, you know, what, gives you, what gives you guys the confidence that you'll be able to, to, uh, to capture 15% of this marketplace when clearly there are already competitors in place right now? What gives you that confidence? What's so superior about the product? Uh, there's a number of factors, uh, and uh, one of which is availability of supply. Um, heparin or low molecular weight heparin is there are shortages globally um, that, that sort of fluctuate from time to time. Um, our uh, licensor uh, is the largest supplier of crude low molecular weight heparin in the world. So we, we, we went to the source. So we have the, the company right. that produces the most. So the security of supply is number one. Uh, and that's a big feature. Number two, we have the full lineup of products. Uh, there's no gaps in our lineup, so we have everything from the vial all the way up through the smallest syringe. Uh, over eight years of usage worldwide. Uh, in Europe alone, there's a, over 150 man days of, um, of usage of the product. So, that for, so for instance, if you're on the drug for one day, that's considered one man day. We're talking 150 million mandate. So extremely safe. Proven drug efficacy, yeah, efficacy is there. The, the, uh, the safety profile, the uh, any adverse events, either in-site, uh, on-site bleeding or anything, very low, lower than average. So just a very technically good product. And then the, the, the icing on the cake is a lower price. We're able to come in at a lower price. And, you know, it's, it's considered in the family of drugs known as biosimilars. And we are seeing this coming into Canada quite dramatically. And it's saving the governments hundreds of millions of dollars um, in addition to uh, providing a, you know, a very good drug. So the provinces are actually mandating or requiring the use of biosimilars over biologics. So that's another advantage that we bring in is the governments are waiting for us to come in because we save the healthcare system money. Yeah, the, the budgets are stretched, right? Anywhere they, they need to save and if they can't. So I'm gonna ask you a question. The assumption is I'm assuming that you have had conversations with uh, hospitals, provincial health, the, the provincial health departments. They know this is coming. So is it safe to assume that you've got the market is kind of prepped and they know they know you're coming and they're and they're you expect decent adoption because of that yes uh, those discussions are well on their way uh and they the receptiveness is very strong uh 
because of especially with the COVID situation, which as I mentioned, the drug is used for uh, uh, on a regular basis. But the the fact that uh, we'll be the first to launch uh, gives us this first mover advantage. And uh, I would say all the major provinces are are in some type of some level of discussion with us about the availability and when will the drug be available uh, in Canada. And I'm, um, what, sound, what sounds great about this also, look, I could have the greatest widget, widget in the world, the greatest, but distribution, you know, my distribution model could bankrupt me because I've got to spend enormous amounts of money on marketing. I've got to spend no, enormous amounts of money on a direct sales force. It sounds like you have that covered, but, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, because you don't have that many customers at the end of the day. Uh, you're talking about hospitals, or you know, provinces. It doesn't. You, you don't need a massive team, or do you? What is your distribution? Well, we, we are. Uh, we have a, a fairly extensive sales team that not only sells Redesca or will be selling Redesca, but there we have some. We have a, a fairly uh, grow, uh, growing, fairly large hospital portfolio as it is. But uh, yes, clearly that we have some very sophisticated uh, representatives because it is a very technical product. So you have to explain the benefits and the features of this product. It's, uh, uh, so it's a little different than what you've enunciated, but uh, okay. the, the cost of the sales force versus the, uh, the potential of the product is, uh, is insignificant really. It's, uh, there's strong margins on the product uh, at hospital level, at retail level. Um, and we think, again, as I mentioned earlier, this will be our number one product uh, in terms of overall sales for the coming 12 to 24 months. And who knows after that, but we, we have some other products in the pipeline that we are pretty excited about also. Well, let's talk about the number that you expect uh, just out of Redesca. So if I extrapolate your numbers up until, up until the, for the first nine months, it looks like you're basically on a seven, seven and a half million dollar run rate, let's say for the year, which is, which is, a, which is a nice number, but what kind of supercharge is Redesca going to give to your growth, given the fact that you're expecting 30 million, you're expecting $30 million in sales per year. And if I can ask this, the follow-up to that, as you're answering that is, do you expect that to happen as of next year? Is adoption going to be pretty fast or is it going to take a couple of years to get there? The, uh, so we finished year uh, over eight gross, uh, which was a, a nice little jump from last year, especially given the limitations imposed by uh, the coronavirus, which were many, whether it be supply chain or what have you. Uh, this year, we're looking at 20 to 25 million. So that's a, over a 100% jump. A lot of that will be fueled by Redesca. It won't be 30 million this year. Redesca will probably reach that number in, you know, uh, sort of 30 months from now. Uh, 30, 36 months. So it takes some time because uh, right. the process of converting hospitals, there's a, it's a contract process also. So there is a time uh, line to it. Uh, but the other drug, or it's actually not a drug that uh, I'd like to just touch about uh, upon, which will also be a big contributor this year is something called Hisperco. Hisperco is our first over-the-counter product. It's, some, it's a class of uh, compounds called flavonoids. It's an extract from the citrus fruit. Um, it has uh, immune support uh, properties. Actually, there was an article at, or a newsletter just published on Friday by MD Briefcase that compared uh, Hesperico to vitamin C as a novel uh, therapeutic approach for COVID-19. We're going to make that available on our website, on the Hesperico website, uh, within the next 24 hours. We're very excited about the potential for this in Canada. We've launched it uh, in Canada already and it'll be launched in the U.S. in early February. So uh, again, it's a product that seems to reduce or prevent the symptoms of COVID-19, and it's, it's a lot of research behind it. It's not 
just what I'm saying. Uh, there's literally 50, 75 research publications that have studied uh, this compound and found it to be a very worthy candidate. Uh, at times like this, whether it's the fall, the regular cold and flu season, you, your immune system needs help. And uh, some, uh, you know, a product like Hesperico, uh, whether it's in the COVID-19 era, uh, as you know, many flus are, call, are caused by a coronavirus, not necessarily sure. SARS-CoV-2. Um, but uh, so we think it, this product will have a, an in, important place in the pharmacy shelves uh, and should be taken on a regular basis. I know all, everyone at our company takes it and we pay for it. We don't get it for free. I was about to say, you must be the healthiest company, the well, healthiest company uh, on the CSC. I won't, I won't even say it, uh, but touch wood, things are going okay so far. Uh, it's been tough on our people because we, you know, we can, with some are working at home, but, you know, we ship from our warehouse right here. We have people that do uh, quality work, uh, regulatory work, things that right here, and they got to come to work every day. So uh, thankfully, uh, we try to protect them as much as we can. And Hesperico sounds like a bit of a departure there because I, I think you typically focus on the Canadian market, but you're actually going to be, you actually be selling that to the U.S. market as well. How do you attack that market in the U.S. with a partner? Or, or do do you do you utilize your direct sales force and kind of divert some resources there? Yeah, we will probably go with a partner at some point in time, uh, but the channels are quite different, as you know. Uh, uh, interestingly enough, uh, I think uh, or sites like Amazon.com do a tremendous amount of business in in terms of these class of products. So they can act. It's not a drug. It's not a prescription drug. So therefore, it can be sold. So that will be one of our distribution points. Uh, we also will target some of the smaller U.S. chains initially, which have a, maybe a bit more focus on providing customer support for their, uh, for their uh, patients where they come in and they actually, pharmacists will advise their patients. So this article that came out from MD Briefcase uh, or newsletter on Friday is one of the pieces, one of the ways we'll be marketing uh, Hesperico in Canada, but also in the U.S. And I think uh, as people read and, and know more about uh, the ingredients within Hesperico, I think they'll be quite um, uh, interested in, um, in, you know, in using the product and in finding out more about it. I am already, I got to tell you, we're literally when we go off camera, I'm going to ask you about it and then find out how, how I can get it. Because if you guys have that much faith in it, uh, why, why shouldn't I at the end of the day? Amazon.ca. Uh, we have our own site, but I think Amazon.ca has better shipping costs than we do. I would encourage people uh, to check it out. Uh, let me ask you about resources. Uh, you know, the Chinese say sometimes be careful what you wish for. Uh, and you're getting these great things happening. And you and clearly 2021 sounds like it's going to be a, a real major jump for you. But in order to, you know, to manage that, that growth, do you have, you know, how's your balance sheet looking? Do you have a lot? Will you have a lot of cash requirements here? Because that's why I want to ask you, are you paying for the are, are you, how do you pay for the, for the license? How do you pay per product? And, and then how do you collect, right? Obviously that's, that's something. And, uh, and the team, you know, uh, do you have everyone in place that you need to manage this kind of growth? I think what we have in place right now is a very good base. Where we've added people recently has been more on the sales side. So the, the internal infrastructure to manage a much bigger company, and I'm talking a company that could be, you know, 10 times our revenue uh, size, has very little additional uh, requirements from personnel internally. It would be more on the sales, external sales side. Um, okay. yeah, we're, we're not a virtual company. We, in the, in the sense, we have our own warehousing in the back. A lot of the various departments that a company like Pfizer would have, we have, obviously on a smaller scale, but within the confines of our building. Um, 
So from a cash point of view, we're doing well. We've, we just uh, completed a financing in September, which was led by uh, Stifel, uh, the brokerage firm uh, in Canada, that uh, where we raised $7 million. So from cash going forward, uh, not looking to go back to the market. Uh, as far as new, new opportunities are concerned, because we're funded up for our older opportunities, you know, when you in license drugs, you're typically there's some financial commitment that the licensor is going to request of you. Right, that's how I that figured. Can, you know, that can range from a milestone payment up front all the way to transfer uh, uh, transfer price on the goods and a royalty. So it is a mix of these, and clearly, uh, you know, it varies. There's no there are snowflakes we call them. There's no two. Uh, products that are the same, right. no two financial. Uh, George uh, Com might want a million dollars up front. Uh, Bob Com says, "Give me a hundred thousand dollars, but pay me a hundred thousand dollars a month in installments." Yeah, they they all come in different. They all come. So. Fair to say, though, you guys have the the capital partners in the market that believe in you. Uh, and if true. you have to get to the market to fund something, because you guys have proven that you can take, you know, this in license model and 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 be successful with it, you've got the partners. Well, we've been around as a company since 2003, and we sold our business to Valiant, which is now Bosch Health, in 2014-15. When I say we sold, we sold our products, the majority of our products to them, and kept the same team and have, have rebuilt under a, a new, what we call therapeutic areas. So, you know, neurology is one, uh, cancer slash oncology is another. So these are new, where we're looking at products that specifically fit into those segments. So that's, a, that's been new. It's taken time to rebuild that. But now, whereas you said uh, quite correctly, we're at this inflection point. This year, Redesco was a key, key drug for us to get approved. It really sets us up, uh, now apart is, uh, from the old company where we see that revenue potential is, is so strong. It's a big market. It'll be our, uh, as I mentioned, I think it'll be our number one product. Uh, and what's exciting is we have a pipeline of other products that some are smaller, but a few that are in the development uh, cycle that we think could be quite large also. So it's a, it's that mix of products yeah, nice. we like. It's not a one product company. Uh, we're much like, uh, as I say, some of the bigger companies where they're maybe they're predominantly their revenue comes from 20%, but the other 80% pay, uh, uh, contribute a lot of margin and is very similar to us. Our big three will be Redesca, Asperco and OnStrive, which is for Parkinson's disease. We launched that a year and a half ago, starting to do very well as reimbursement or the, the, the provinces are starting to embark on, on, uh, on paying for the drug, which is a key component for pharmaceutical sales. Those three will be our big three in the next uh, 12 to 24 months. And I think the other intangible that we haven't touched on here, and, and again, this can be my assumption, but the more successful you become, the more you prove yourselves to the bigger pharma companies out there that, hey, you can, you know, go, when you're competing for a drug next time and you're competing against Georgecom and you can, you can go out to the, like, as you said, with Redesca, you went to the source and you can say, hey, we've got nine products already being marketed. We've got seven that are in the pipeline. We're successful. So does your business actually get stronger as with, with each one, not just because you're, uh, increasing revenue, I, we all understand that, but because you're proving to the world that, hey, if you want to bring your products to Canada, we're, your, we're the de facto partner. Yeah, that, that's, you're very, uh, you're right on on that. As the bigger you get it and the, the more products you have in the market and more success, 
uh, the easier it is to talk to other uh, pharmaceutical companies. I shouldn't say it's easier, but obviously they see you in a slightly uh, sure. better light. And, but you know, what's also important is to focus on certain therapeutic areas. We just launched this summer, our first drug in oncology. It's a very small drug for a very rare type of cancer. But as a result of that, we're now talking to three other companies that have drugs that would like to come to Canada in oncology because they say, you know, it's, it's not how big a drug is sometimes, it's the complexity of it. If we're able to support this very complex drug, because it's very technical to sell, it has a lot of, uh, of uh, reporting requirements, uh, it has a lot of medical information. The fact that you have those systems, risk management system in place, that's the kind of thing that attracts also other companies because they know you can handle these drugs and it's you know what what patients see in a drug often is very is just the administration of the drug what they don't see is the support necessarily yeah. behind these drugs um, and this is what's important tracing tracking all those things inventory oh. control security it's a uh, yeah it's not just you're not you're not just importing you're not just importing uh stuffed animals and selling them out the door. I mean, this is this is pretty sophisticated stuff that has that has a lot of control and security and uh, and, and, you know, and handling and around it. Is, uh, it's the way it's shipped. Uh, we, you know, as you've seen now with this uh, the uh, vaccine from uh, Pfizer, where they're talking about you know minus eighty or some very cold temperature. Uh, we have drugs that are like that too. Not necessarily that cold, but uh, you know something that's more in the two to eight range, and that we have to monitor we're shipping to Vancouver, that it gets there within the time and that it hasn't, has no temperature excursion. So all of those capabilities are, are the things that like look for when they're saying, is this company capable of uh, technically handling our drug and also commercializing our drug? So it's, uh, and as you say, the more drugs you have, the more you've proven yourself, uh, companies do look at you in a, as a more senior company. That's our, our, you know, what we've done the last few years, but that'll start to increase as uh, over the next year or two also. Business 101, right? Uh, the big guys, nobody wants to be first. Nobody wants to be your first customer. I don't care what it is. No one wants to be your first customer. So you fight to get those one or two or three. Uh, and then and then after that, you can start to, you, you really accelerate. That's why they always say making your first million is the hardest because after that, it gets a lot easier. But uh, well done, Steve. Congratulations to you, to you and the Valio team on, on uh, what you've accomplished here. I mean, it looks, look, you're going to have a solid 2020 coming in at just over $8 million gross, as you said, in, in revenue, which is which is a really nice number in the small cap world. But uh, with Redesca here, it sounds like you're really going to go to the next level in 2021. Can't wait to have you back to talk about it, you know, every couple of weeks if we have to, because I love what I'm hearing about the pipeline. Yeah, there's, uh, we think, you know, as a lot of these sort of mid cap or small cap companies, they're very events driven in the sense people want to get news and then, you know, then they don't hear about the company for a while. I think what you'll see from us over the next six months is a lot of news coming out about on the product side, on the business side. Um, and we, uh, through uh, Agoracom, love to stay in touch with our shareholders and oh, yeah. uh, especially in a smaller now we do have, uh, what's interesting is for a small company, we do have one uh, re research report. Uh, Industrial Alliance has put out a research report on us, their healthcare analysts. I'd like to think that over the course of the next six months, we might get one or two more analysts to follow us. Anything to keep, uh, give information to the market that people can actually look at the progress we're making and uh, follow us. We uh, we have a, a close affinity with our uh, with our outside shareholders and management 
directors and employees still own over 65% of this company. Wow. So we have a lot of- When your money where your mouth is, you got to love that in the small cap world. You guys aren't there. You guys aren't there cutting paychecks, finance, 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 cut a paycheck and just paying for your jobs. You've got, you know, collectively, you guys have, you guys own 65% of that. That's that's one of the biggest numbers I've heard, actually, to, to be quite uh, frank. We have a lot of what you call skin in the game. So our, our motivation is to build a company that builds a share price. And I think our investors and your viewers, I think, have the same motivation. Buy into companies where management is committed. It's not a paycheck to paycheck kind of uh, culture in our in our business. We've all put you know serious amounts of money in. Uh, and I think into buying shares of this company. And I think that really aligns us well with our, uh, our outside shareholders. Well, uh, look, I can tell you, I'm glad to be on this team. We're all a good Gorecom glad to be on the team while you guys are doing the hardest, the hardest work, which is getting all these things done in order to issue the press releases. We're going to make sure that everyone in between the posts is getting the information they need, you know, to, to understand what is Redesca, you know, what is the market for it? Cause you can't say all that sometimes a press release and, uh, you know, we can't wait to take the, the the value story to the market in 2021. It's a great company and uh, really glad to have had this first interview with you, Steve. You, uh, you, get, you hit it out of the park. Thank you. And we look forward to having many more throughout the course of the year. Absolutely. Uh, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast to Steve, Sav Steve Saviak. He's CEO of Value Pharma, trades on the CSC and the stock symbol VPH. For those of you in the U.S., VPHIF and for our friends in Europe, VP2 on the Frankfurt Stock Exchange. Look, we know that, especially for those of you who are watching and listening for the first time, uh, it's a great story. Clearly you heard it, but you can't understand all of it in one shot. So what we've done to help you with your due diligence is get to the Valio Hub on Agoracom. Go to the profile page there, and we've got all of this laid out for you nicely to review at your leisure, take your time, really absorb it. Also, you can link over the Valio website to continue due diligence. Uh, we know that Christmas is, isn't going to be the same as other years. You know, you're not, we're not going to be at the parties, not going to be running around the malls. We're going to have a lot more time on our hands. So, A, enjoy the Christmas holiday or the holidays for, for how you're celebrating. But you got time in your hands. Do your due diligence on Valio. You've seen the numbers they're going to do in 2020. You've heard what this product's going to do in 2021. And there's so much more coming. You got to stay on top of it and hopefully found your next great small cap company. Thanks for joining us. Have a fantastic day. See you next time.